0: Michelle Sorrow and this is Fire and Soul, a community where awakening leaders and truth seekers gather to unite in sovereignty in today's triggered world. Featuring courageous and compassionate conversations, Fire and Soul will help you reclaim sovereignty in life, love, and leadership. Let's listen, learn, and stand together as models for our new world starting now. Hey there, and welcome back to Fire and Soul. I'm really excited to bring John Paul Krimi back to the show. He is my favorite breathwork teacher. You're going to fall in love with him if you haven't already listened to him when he was on the show a while back. He has a special opportunity for you to work with him. And as a listener to Fire and Soul, he'll get a discount for an online breathwork class, which I cannot recommend highly enough. That's listed in the show resources as well as in the conversation Breathwork and healing, my goodness, such an important topic, especially as humanity is facing all that we are facing right now. And speaking of, if you've been following the show for a while, then you know that I'm doing everything I can to help those of us who are on the awakening journey. And I want to let you know about a very special program that I've been called to co-lead with my friend and awakened warrior, Michael Eisen. Some of you may have uh, joined us for our masterclass last week. Liberated Leadership is a three-month program for the awakening soul ready to rise with unshakable courage and empowered action during a time when the world needs you the most. And this program breaks down into four phases. It starts with initiation, where you'll navigate your current reality with way more clarity and certainty. Then we move into reclamation. Reclaim your sovereignty with the rooted confidence to rise. Integration is the third phase. This is where you're going to discover your unique role and highest alignment to serve. And it may or may not have anything to do with ever being publicly out there with your truth, but there's ways in which you can get involved and contribute and really be a part of making a difference for the world that you want to create locally, grassroots, one-on-one conversations. And we want to help to empower you to do that. And then finally, that, that, that fourth phase is activation, where you will take empowered action toward your new and liberated reality. You will leave this experience feeling fully expressed, fully embodied, empowered, and free. And so if this is of interest to you, you can head on over to liberated-leadership.com for more information. And our first class begins on January 31st, and we would love to see you there. So my friends, without further ado, let's dive into an amazing conversation with just such a special soul, John Paul Crimi a very dear friend of mine, the absolute real deal, and um really hope you enjoy. Here we go. I am so excited to share my guest today, John Paul Krimi, one of the most sought-after breathwork teachers in the world, with such a distinctive, unique personality and take on breathwork. It's his second time back to the show, and I just felt it was so important to kick off 2022 with fresh energy, a fresh breath. So, John Paul, welcome back to Fire and Soul.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here, Michelle.
0: I'm so happy to have you here, my friend. What a beautiful way to kick off a brand new year. All right, for those of my listeners who are new to the show or maybe didn't hear our original episode about two years back, how about a brief intro, where you are now, and then we'll just kick things off.
1: Where I am now from two years back, I'm stuck home going insane like everybody else. I mean... And and people are like, are you the breathwork guy? I'm like, yeah, I need breathwork more than anyone else. Why do you think I teach it? I need it the most. You know, this it's like everyone, I'm kind of like over it, I think. And I'm just ready to get back to life. And I just, I miss a lot of the stuff. And I think now a lot of people have transitioned. They've grown. Some people have grown. Some people have grown in the wrong direction, being stuck home, because it's not good for us. We need community. We need connection. So we've had to seek it out through Zoom and different things like that. And hopefully a lot of people have found you and your podcast and all the amazing stuff that you're bringing out into the world. It's so funny to hear you say like one of the you know the biggest breathwork teachers in the world. I was doing a TikTok where I was saying, you know, it's crazy to me that I'm considered one of the biggest breathwork teachers in the world and I just found this thing that gives me fulfillment and peace and love and can you shut the fuck up? I'm trying to do a TikTok here. And so I did, I was doing this like <laughs> this bit where it's just like It's so ridiculous because I am both of those things, you know, I can be both of those things, especially if I'm not taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. And so it's so important for me to have this, you know, self-care routine. And I think my self-care routine is, to some people would be absurd and ridiculous because it's a lot, but I'm the best version of me when I'm doing all those things, when I'm taking care of myself. And so
0: now you got to walk us through your self-care routine in about a minute or less, if you can.
1: Oh my God. Uh, I guess I get up, I stretch, I hit my knees and sort of say a couple prayers. I'm not any, I don't have any religion or anything like that. I just say some things that mean something to me. So I connect to the universe, what I believe in, and then I meditate for 25 minutes and I try and get my head in the right space to start my day. And then throughout the day, I'll do different things. And, you know, it can be uh, it can be exercise. It can be the sauna. It can be a cold plunge. I have a float tank in my house, which always freaks people out. They're like, you have your own float tank? And I'm like, yeah, people have a hot tub in their house. And that's not a big deal. But I use the float tank way more than people use their hot tubs. And I get way more out of it. So I have that. You know, I have a lot of different things that I do to sort of keep this machine running.
0: How does breathwork show up in your routine?
1: So it shows up, it's, there's some variation in there every day. I left breathwork out of the self-care routine. So that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It might be as simple as, you know, 20 connected breaths in the morning, or it might be a full breathwork session, which is an hour long. It might happen in the Flow tank. It might happen in the sauna. It might happen in a waiting room somewhere. And so there's a lot of different techniques that you can do. There's one main technique that you've done, which is the most powerful technique that I teach in transformation. And if you come to my class, that's the class I teach on Sundays online on zoom, but there's a lot of other techniques that are really cool. Like if we want to teach one right now for your listeners, one that I love, and you can use this for your kids too. The way I teach it for kids is I say, you want to inhale through your nose, down into your diaphragm, down into your belly, about four seconds, but it doesn't have to be exactly four seconds. And then you want to do an audible exhale two or three times as long. So we do something like this. Ah. I feel better
0: that just from you doing that.
1: Yeah. And it puts you, it takes you, it puts you in your parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest and digest. It calms you down. So, like, if I get in a situation where I got to get up and speak in front of 5,000 people, which you know, like, you know, you're used to it. And so am I. But sometimes I got to follow like Michael Beckwith or someone like amazing <laughs> like that. And I'm like, oh my God, why am I following Michael Beckwith? You know, the guy's like channeling the God up there on the stage. And I got to go after that. Come on. That's so true. I'll be sitting on the side of the stage and I'll go, it's gonna be fine but the way you teach this to kids to your children which is really cool is you tell them to smell a chocolate cake pretend they're smelling a chocolate cake and then you blow out all the candles oh that's cool or you can actually give them a little scented candle right and you tell them to smell the scented candle and then pretend they're blowing it out And that's fun to do with really young kids, really little toddlers. And when they're having a temper tantrum, when they're melting down and you can actually see them start to calm down in the middle of the temper tantrum. So that's a really simple, easy, powerful breathwork technique. It's really simple. And, And I might do that in the car. Like I'm not in Los Angeles anymore. When I was in Los Angeles, I had to do it all the time. But, you know, you could just do it in the car. Like this guy just cut me off. Oh, it's not about me. Fuck him. It's not about me. Ah. <laughs> you know, and so you can tell if you haven't seen me or met me before, I'm pretty enlightened, um, in case you didn't realize by this point. <laughs> well- I've
0: always said, and I know my listeners know that if someone doesn't drop an F-bomb here and there, I just
1: don't trust them. I mean, I just don't. Because yeah. we
0: know it's all in there, right? We and say that people
1: of- who swear are more trustworthy. That's a, there's been studies that say that.
0: Because they're not filtering.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly right. Which, by the way, brings me to how I met you. So I'll just quickly recap that because I was attending like a four day retreat in Palm Springs with Panache Desai as the, the main event. And then he had all of these incredible, well, he had you there. And I yeah. hadn't really ever experienced much of breath work. I tried a little bit of arrhythmia um, when I was trying the plant medicine, and it just sucked. It made me lightheaded, it made me nauseous. I felt like I was going to black out. And I just put myself in the fetal position and I said, basically, F this. Right. But mm-hmm. then uh, you were offering up, if I recall correctly, it was like seven or eight a.m., which at that time in my life was very early. Now it's not. But I was like, who the hell is teaching a class at seven a.m. breath work for that? I didn't want to go. I resisted, resisted but I'd also promised a couple of people that I would play full out at this event. So I went, even though I was pissed and I was back in the corner, right. All by myself. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. I was just going through some stuff. And then you taught and you were, you were, you were wailing while you taught at one point when the energy of the group hit a crescendo of of a big climactic release of just like motion. That's probably been stored for decades in some of us. I know mine was in this big release and like you were like the midwife for this beautiful release. And I just, from there, then I was able to heal something with my dad and write him this beautiful letter that you had us do. And, From that moment, I was just like, you, this breathwork teacher, he's the real fucking deal for me. And everybody in that room felt the same way. So then you and I created a connection. You're on my podcast. I've had a lot of my uh, community members go through your breathwork training. Uh, They start with just like the freebie or the the, the low price one, you know, the single breathwork class uh, that you offer now online, which is even much more accessible. And now I feel like there's this whole tribe of so many of us that benefit from the blessings of your work. But I wanted to speak to that first 15, 20 minutes that I think a lot of people experience, which is like, yeah. this sucks. how do I get past this? So can you speak to that?
1: Yeah. Thank you. Uh, First of all, it's the breath work. Thank you for saying everything. That was so beautiful. It's the breath work that's doing it. I'm not doing it. I like to make sure I get that across, but I teach it in a certain way where I want to open my heart up. I open my heart up because I know what comes from the heart goes to the heart. So if I can just be a channel and open my heart up and, and be vulnerable then I can, then maybe other people in the room can get vulnerable and they can, and they can tap into that thing that they need to let go of. And you can hear it right now in my voice. And it's just, it just happens to me. Right. And this was what I always tried to like, not feel when I was younger, you know, your greatest wound can become your greatest gift. And so the first 15 to 15 minutes of breath work is not that much different than the first 15 minutes of a workout. The first 15 minutes of most workouts is not fun. You're fighting it. I don't like it. This sucks. I don't, I don't feel like running today. I don't feel like yoga, whatever your thing is that you do. Like often the first beginning of it is uncomfortable and hard and difficult. And we have to power through that. And the reason is, is because your brain's job is to survive. Your brain, your brain is a supercomputer and it's, it only cares about your survival. So it's telling you, don't do this. I don't like it. It's uncomfortable. It's hard. It's weird. And there's this, actually, this is pretty amazing thing. It's called transient hypofrontality that can happen when you're doing breath work. And what that is, is it shuts off part of the frontal lobe. Now, your brain doesn't turn off, but it kind of dumbs down the frontal lobe where the ego lies. And so that area of our brain that tells us uh, that compares us to other people that says we're not enough, that I'm not thin enough, I'm not rich enough, I'm not funny enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not hairy enough. In some way, I am not enough. And I don't know why we all have this lie that we suffer from. I've been fortunate enough to work with some of the most successful people on the planet and they suffer from it the most. That's why they're so successful, a lot of them. That's why they're so driven because they have that when I get this... Oscar, when I get this Grammy, when I get this gold medal, I will be enough. And then they get it and it's not, it doesn't fill that enough hole. And so I end up working with them and and teaching them how to work from the inside out. There's nothing we can get from the outside of ourselves that's going to fill that hole inside of us. It's always an inside job. And, and didn't
0: the last 20 months show us that for all time? You can't go anywhere. You can't travel anywhere. You can't be in the room next to that person, right? Rubbing yeah. shoulders, being in proximity. So we were left with ourselves and who was in our house with us? Right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that's exactly right. And some people went one direction where they really started like getting in shape and deepening their relationships and doing different things and working on themselves and going in and doing the work and other people kind of imploded and really went into drinking and doing drugs and all this kind of stuff. And hopefully, you know, maybe they're coming out of it. Maybe they're not, but I, I, you know, I kind of live in both of those worlds. I have a foot in both of those worlds. So I saw it both sides of it in a really, you know, intense way, just from my house. It's just, it's up to you. That the thing is, is that it's hard to hear, but like nobody's coming to save you. No one's coming to save you. No one's coming to, no one's going to come and fucking make you work out. No one's going to come and make you do the hard emotional transformational healing work. No one's going to show up and put their hand on your head and just fix you. And so the sooner you can own that, admit that and go, okay, it's up to me. I've got to do this and I can do this because it's not that anybody can do it. If I can do it, anybody can do it. You know, I'm a guy from South Boston, you know, the South Shore of Boston, Massachusetts who was like, you know, one step away from being dead or in prison. And here I am traveling the world and helping people and doing this transformational work and working with some of the biggest people on the planet. And so how do you get from there to there? You one step at a time. You know, mm-hmm. the first step is just saying, I need help. What can I do? Can somebody help me in this area? I don't know how to quit drinking. Can somebody help me? I don't know how to, you know, heal this trauma that I have that's been passed on to me. You know, that's a big thing with breathwork is like a lot of people don't even realize that they have trauma. And science has proven that trauma has been passed on through generations. It's been passed on. It can be passed on through the DNA. That's science now. That's not some woo-woo. I'm not a woo-woo guy, but that's science. And so you thought you were screwed up because of your parents and you were right. It's their fault. But it's their parents' fault and their parents' fault and their parents' fault. And now that you're aware of it, it's your job to heal it. Mm -hmm. So...
0: You said the a moment ago when you said, you know, a lot of people have kind of taken this to the extreme on the side that could be negative for them, right? The overdrinking, drinking uh, over drugging or whatever. And you said, and you got to experience that from your own home. What did you mean by that?
1: Well, I have a sober coaching business, sober companion business. It's kind of like mm-hmm. something I, I used to do for 17 years. I used to travel with uh, you know, rock bands and punk rock bands and all kinds of bands and and then also movie stars. I'd work on movie sets and You know, there's an article about uh, me in the Huffington Post that says, this man helps Hollywood stay sober, which is Mm -hmm. crazy, right? And so I was huge in that room for a while and I still help people in that area. So I got to see a lot of people that needed help that reached out to me for help. And so I send other people out now to go help those people and go live with those people. And whether it's an in-home detox or getting somebody into treatment or having somebody do an intervention, or I just saw a lot of that with people and it was heartbreaking. But I also saw people get sober in the shutdown who were never sober, like getting sober in Zoom meetings online, which was crazy to me. They never went to an in-person recovery meeting. They got sober online and maybe they wouldn't have got sober had they had to go to a meeting, go down to a meeting, which is what I had to do. And it's really kind of uncomfortable. But now you can do it online. You can go to meetings any time of the day, all over the world. There's just thousands of them online. So that's a great place if you're listening and you're not sure it's a great place to start. And you can kind of be anonymous. You can really be anonymous because you can turn off your screen. You can change your name in the box in Zoom, you know, and just be Joe Smith and just listening to the meeting. And, you know, I tell people, Listen for the similarities, not the differences, because what we want to do is we want to listen for the differences. We want to hear somebody sharing and go, oh, no, I didn't do that thing that they just said. That's not me. Even though the 10 other things that they said you did do, right? Oh, I did that. Oh, I did that too. I did that too. Oh, wait, I I never did that. So I don't have a problem. That's what we want to do. We don't want to identify it first because we don't want to go like, uh, we don't want to put that label. It's a label that we're afraid to put on ourselves. But once you go like, okay, I have this thing. Now what? Now what? Yeah, let me, just, this let me thing just get to of, work on it.
0: Yeah. The, and and you, you, you and I were talking before I hit record. Um, I did that very thing. You had said something like, oh yeah, I was working with someone and she was up to three bottles of wine a night. And immediately I did that same thing you just said, which is, oh wow, well then I wasn't that bad. I was only up to a bottle of wine at night. But I know for me, and, and all the other friends that I know who have also given up alcohol or drugs, only you know, right? And you definitely know. There's no escaping it. So I don't need to point it out for you. I certainly yeah. don't need to shame or judge you. You're doing enough of that for everybody that you know, right, to yourself. But- for me, I started drinking during the pandemic again for the first time in four years. And then it just, it just got to the point where I was like, I'm going to fuck everything up that I created that I'm so proud of. Mostly just like, I have no connection with who I really am, but yet during the day I can manufacture the personality to bring it home, right. And to do the job or whatever, but it didn't feel authentic. And that was like, Whoa, my whole thing is authenticity for better or for worse. And so, um, thankfully, i got the wake up and it just was enough and i was like that's it and that was august 6th and so that's my new date i can't imagine ever going back because i want this clear channel to be connected but there's other ways to do it if my listeners are like not quite ready to give up the alcohol yet michelle and you'll never know how much i'm drinking uh, which is your business we can get there with other ways even if temporarily that can help to aid in the suffering that you're just trying to suppress.
1: Yeah. First of all, good for you to recognize and identify what was going on inside of you and to do something about it, to make a decision to say like, Hey, this isn't, this isn't who I want to be. I'm not showing up as my best self right now. And it's because I'm drinking and it doesn't really matter if it's a bottle of wine, three bottles of wine or two glasses of wine, or if it's like, oh, I'm just, I just take a Xanax or two or three. I, you know, it doesn't really matter. The amount isn't what's important. It's the, it's the kind of the intention behind it. Like, why am I taking it? Why do I need to take this? And what is it doing for me? Is it blocking me from something? And so that's really, you know, what's going on. And that's what, you know, you want to look.
0: Since you are like a full on, like, well-known, highly sought after server so coaching your former life and then moved into the breath work, but now run a company where you have others doing the same for you and on your behalf. What do you say to those people who they don't even they think that drinking is fun. They're like, whatever. Like I'm just taking the edge off, which is the most common thing that I hear. I literally was having lunch with a girlfriend a few weeks ago and she knew that I'm not drinking. And we used to have a couple glasses of wine at lunch, right? Of course. That's what you do at lunch. And then she didn't order because she was a little embarrassed in front of me. And I'm like, you do you like, I don't care, but this is the nature of our relationship for three full years. Right. And she was like, how do you have fun? And of course, being on the other side, after going through the discomfort of maybe like a couple of weeks, I'm like fun. There is no fun when you are drinking, but when you're not on the other side of it, you don't know that. Right. So can you speak to that for a moment since you're such
1: a, that's a shift in your perception that you've had. Right. And she has got stories to back up her drinking. I'm just taking the edge off. Well, what's the edge? What's the edge that you need to take off? What's that about? Because if there's an edge there, there's something underneath that edge that you're not identifying that's going on with you that needs to be dealt with. If you keep drinking, it's like this. It's like, you know, people take medication. You know, there's 70% of this country is taking at least one prescription medication and 50% is taking two. And they're not all SSRIs or whatever, but a lot of them are. And so the thing with medication and I'm not against medication. Let me be clear about that. If I've seen it save people's lives. But, but the thing with medication is it turns off the alarm, but it doesn't put out the fire. The fire is still happening there. The house is burning down and you've just turned off the alarm and you decided to ignore it. Mm -hmm. That's all that's going on. And so it's the same thing with like, oh, I'm just going to have a couple glasses of wine to take the edge off. Well, like, let's get to the, what is the feeling that's happening inside of you that you are uncomfortable, that you don't, you need to deal with, that you need a couple glasses of wine to deal with. And what makes you think this is fun? Because you can't have fun without drinking. And I get that. I thought that too, but like, I think people are you know, what it could be for some people, and I'd have to talk to this person, but like, what it could be is that like, they can't really be themselves without a couple drinks. And so for them, they have a couple of drinks and they can say the things that they want to say, and they can kind of let go. And it's like, can you get to that place without alcohol? Mm. I know I can. And alcohol asking. is a poison. It's a poison. So it really has no benefit. There are people, there are studies that people will find that like, oh, one glass of wine does this for you at night. Like, okay, whatever. But ultimately the reason it has an effect on you is because it's a poison in your body. So it doesn't benefit your health in any way.
0: Mm, totally, well- Listen, to each their own, uh, but because this show is so dedicated and devoted to cultivating sovereign leadership and in these very polarized times, which I don't think are going away anytime soon, completely divided, right? Subscribe to mainstream media and corporate media as the only narrative and the total truth. And so you must do, must comply or everything else. And there's a whole bunch of different ways in which we can look at everything else I just want everyone to have that clear channel as well, right? Like that's just my dream and my wish and the whole point of the show. So speaking of clear channels, for those who are unwilling to give up the drug and drugs and the alcohols right now, the alcohol, yeah. I don't know why I said that. Um, there's another gateway. And I I've had this happen for me. Can we talk about the science of breath work and what's sure. actually happening with the DMT and, and how we release sometimes trauma from more we're four and five years old or younger?
1: Yeah. You know, first, you don't have to quit alcohol to come see me. A lot of people, <laughs> we were talking about this earlier. A lot of people will go, like, oh, they know I'm a former celebrity sober coach. So they'll like come do breath work. And then they're like, hey, can I talk to you about this other thing? This, like, you know, and you can start with the breath work and then it will show you what you don't want to see or show you what you're not looking at. Right. So, to get to what you said, which is the trauma from your youth. I mean, we all have stuff that, that, that happens to us in our childhood or throughout our life. And I I mean, I don't know anyone that hasn't had something along the way, but even if you haven't, you know, this stuff is passed on from your parents. Mm -hmm. Studies have shown that mothers that were pregnant at 9-11, the babies are born with higher cortisol levels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Studies have shown that children, great-grandchildren, great-grandchildren of Holocaust survivors have higher rates of depression, anxiety, all these kind of heavy things. So it's passed on through the DNA. So what breathwork does, in in my experience, what I've seen is it just clears that stuff out of your nervous system. Because I didn't even realize that I was walking around myself in this fight-or-flight mode. I had had some really horrible things happen to me growing up and I was living in a world in which I felt threatened. I felt scared and my body was on high alert all the time. And when you're doing that, it starts to affect your health. I have alopecia. I have no hair. And so I have alopecia universalis, which is total hair loss. And and that's brought on by either stress or trauma. And so that happened to me in my mid-20s when I was an actor. I joke with people all the time. I say, if you don't think your emotions can affect your health, then go find my eyebrows because they're gone, right? (laughs) So your emotions can physically affect your health. I don't think people doubt anymore that stress can bring heart attacks and health problems and all kinds of issues but if if you believe that that's true then you probably should believe that the inverse of that is true which is you can heal your body you can heal yourself by by taking care of your body by switching mm-hmm. that and so we do that with breathwork and and breathwork has been around for thousands of years they're just starting to do you know more and more studies on it when i started in this world about a decade ago there was no studies out there. It was really woo. It was really weird. And they, like now I saw that John, uh, John Hopkins is doing a study uh, on veterans with PTSD and breath work because it's really powerful. Yeah. Um, you know, there's all kinds of studies with people who have stuff, you know, going on there. And so, and I've just witnessed it myself personally over the last decade of just thousands of people coming to my classes and my trainings and just healing in front of my eyes, like watching these people show up and I can tell, and I talk to them and they're just broken. And then within a couple of weeks to a couple of months, they're just different people. They're just glowing and whole and everything has changed for them. And then I hear about health issues that have gone away because, you know, it's very simple, like just the breathing process, you know, I think it's like 70% of digestion is affected by our respiratory system. So if you've got digestion issues, those get cleared up pretty quickly when you start doing breath work.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what was interesting for me and my real, only true, full experience of, of what breath work can be like when done effectively, and you stay in the room and don't bail on yourself, right? Um, yeah. You get past the hard parts which is the most important lesson that I feel like we can share, right? Face the hard parts so that you can break through to have the transformation on the other side. But in my experience with you, I mean, I was having like hallucinogenic, I felt a tribe of men that were safe for me with my father included. And by the way, he never hurt me or abused me on any level, but it was just This idea that I made in my mind that didn't fit the movies that I saw that he was supposed to behave like, right? So Mm -hmm. I had to get some responsibility for that a couple of years earlier, but there was still some stuff around, could I trust men? And so as as a result of going through one of your breathwork classes, I mean, I had this complete out-of-body experience where safe men, like a tribe of like masculine elders, including my father, put their arms around me. I'm in your room next to other people, like blowing stuff out of their mouths And I'm wailing, and I feel like I'm in a movie. So can you just explain how that happens? And it was a beautiful experience, by the way. It shifted my entire dynamic with how I view my father, how I view most men. But it also gave me great discernment and a deeper intuition to know who not to trust. So it was a gift all around. But can you just explain what happened
1: yeah. So one of the cool things with breathwork, so it's different for everybody and it's different every time you do it. I think we did about three or four classes that time and I'm sure each one was a little different for you, right? It's going to dig into and heal what you need to heal first and deal with whatever it is you need to deal with at that moment. So it's different every time and because it's, it's not the same day. It's not the same experience, but you know, you can have these almost psychedelic experiences doing breathwork. I've had a ton of them. And so I used to be with sober companion clients and they'd be flipping out and I'd be like, all right, you want to get high? Lay down. I'm going to get you high. And they'd be like, shut up. And I'm like, no, no, come on, lay down. We're going to get high right now. And they're like, you're And I'm like, I promise you, if this doesn't change how you feel right now, I'll go get you some drugs. We'll go get some drugs. And because I already know it's going to be different. And they would lay down and breathe and I would take them through the whole experience and they would come up and they would sit up and they'd be like, oh, that's not what I thought. Whoa, that was quite profound. And I'm like, who's this person? They don't even have the same accent. Like they were a different person in front of me. I'm just meeting that person for the first time ever. They Mm -hmm. have had crazy representative there flipping out, you know, and so what it does, which is incredible, is it kind of turns off our brain and our ego and all those things that we present to the world. And it turns, it tunes us into our heart. And what's beautiful about that is when we tune into our heart, there's just not that fear there and all that giving a shit what other people think, you know, the biggest regret on people's deathbeds is that they wish they didn't care so much what other people thought. And when you can turn that off, you can start to live authentic to who you really are. If you want to win, a fucking Nike suit, wear a Nike suit, who gives a shit, wear whatever you want, you know? And so I just say that because I bought a Nike suit. Cause I'm like, I'm going to rock this. Like I'm an Italian gangster. I don't care. Like that's what I want to wear. And so uh it, it was like it's like this sage green it's the mandalorian color that adidas okay, made if you it's, like it's right bright
0: nike. red nike suit well then that's like a whole next level but still no because you kind of wear a lot of neutrals so even a, is even that is yeah. great okay. no 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 all oh, right i agree
1: it, it's the mandalorian adidas suit i don't know why i said nike but so it's it's mandalorian adidas but okay. so okay. the point is is that it's really powerful for turning off your head and tuning into your heart. Because we have this whole operating system right here. Our intuition is right here. Our heart is right here. And so many of us are just living upstairs in our heads. And we're like, I don't know what I should do about this career. I don't know what I should do about this relationship. And people would come in to do sessions with me and they'd be like, Oh, it's this relationship. And I go, All right, tell me the thing. And they would be the lawyer on both sides of the case. Well, he doesn't do this and he doesn't do that, but he does this and he does that. And I go, Okay, well, let's breathe and see what the answer is. And the answer is, Always, always right there for you when you're not when you're not clear. And it's like Mm -hmm. people would sit up and be like, This isn't the right relationship for me. And they know because it's in their heart. But what happens is oftentimes a couple of days later, the head will turn back on and I'll go, Oh, I don't really want to go back on bumble. I don't want to (laughs) start dating online again. And he does, you know, take me to dinner and like you know, and so they do check a couple boxes, and so you start. That, what that is, is that's the fear. The fear is kicking back on. Mm-hmm. And you do and you go, oh, but what had happened was previous to that, when you did the breathwork, you were in your heart, you were in your faith. You're like, I'm fine. I'm fine if I'm alone. Mm-hmm. I'm fine if I, like, I'd rather be alone than be with the wrong person or whatever. This is just an example. I would rather, you know, start over in my career than stay in a job that I'm miserable at. Mm-hmm. And so the breathwork is like a dial up GPS, just straight line to the universe of the answers. They're like, I don't know what to do about this relationship, lay down and breathe. I don't know what to do about this career thing, lay down and breathe. I don't know what to do right now. What's next for me? So this is what I did for the first few years. I'm like, what do I do next? And I would lay down and breathe and then I would sit up and the answer would be right there. And I just get to work on it. And I did that day after day after day. And when I was creating this teacher trainings that I do teacher trainings where I teach other people how to teach breath work, when I was creating them, I wanted them to be unlike anybody else's teacher trainings. I wanted them to be really hands-on and teaching people. And I wanted to cut out all the other BS that I went through and some of the teacher trainings that I went through. And find ways that people could come out of there and be like, yeah, I can take somebody through a one-on-one session. I can take somebody through a couple session. I can lead a group of people and I feel confident in it. And, And like, I know what I need to look for. I know what I need to do. And I know all these things. And so I laid down and I breathed and I created these teacher trainings and then I I workshopped them, I did them and I tweaked them and I made them better and better and better. Now I have these incredible teacher trainings. I have them online and then I'm doing one in Newport that's coming up in Newport Beach, right? March 3rd through the 6th. And this is the first time I'm combining, I have two teacher trainings. I'm combining both of them together. And you're going to get a certification at the end. It's four days long. I'm going to teach you everything. We're going to do couple sessions and group sessions and one-on-one sessions. And you're going to laugh and you're going to cry. And, and I tell people, like, even if you're not sure if you want to be a breathwork teacher, but you want to come do breathwork and have a massive transformation over four days, come. Because I, when I first started doing it, I was never going to teach. I just wanted to understand like what was happening inside of me. And that's why I started doing it and going to the trainings and training with different people. And it was just got weirder and weirder. I went down this rabbit hole. And so I feel like my job is to bring it back and translate it for like housewives and firemen and police officers. I've had like every walk of life in the training. And I'm kind of the the breathwork teacher for the everyday person or for, you know, other people. You know, I don't, I I take the woo-woo out of it and I bring it straightforward, East Coast edgy style. And I make it funny and I make it real and I make it accessible to people. Because I had a realization, you know, a few years, many, many years ago at the start, like, why doesn't everybody know about this? How is this thing, this incredible, this powerful, life-changing in one session? And one session can change your life. Why didn't somebody show this to me when I was 14 years old and I was suicidal? And and I realized, oh, it's been kept in these like kind of new agey woo circles and like within these groups and they they've restricted it and they make people do years of training. And it's like, you don't need all that. And I just said, I'm going to translate this for everyday people and people who want a career and that's fulfilling and rewarding because I can't tell you the amount of people, Michelle, who have done my trainings and then gone and done sessions and classes with people. And then they email me or they reach out to me and they go, I can't tell you, like, I just Just change somebody's life. I just watch this person transform in front of my eyes. And I feel so great. I feel like I have fulfillment and purpose like I've never had in my life. And then as a byproduct of that, people are going to pay you really well because when you can change your life in one session, they will pay you well. But that's not the goal in itself. The goal is to help somebody feel better. The goal is to help somebody change and heal and become the best version of themselves. And the the money stuff is a byproduct. And when I'm always coming at it from that, I'm always taken care of.
0: So beautifully said. And, you know, I can actually attest to uh, so many things that you shared about uh, your client testimonials and their experience after working with you or just taking breathwork classes uh, through your Zoom classes. Many, many, many of my community members have done that. And several have gone on to your teacher training. They never thought that would be something they did. And I've shared with you privately, I've received those messages, tears streaming down their face of just unbelievable gratitude that they were expressing to me for connecting them to you so that they could find their purpose and have this and just like this beautiful upward spiral of just, you know, yeah, so much meaning. And so, and I I know in my own experience, as someone who had tried breath work and just was like highly allergic to it, I'm like, what the F is this? Like, I couldn't do it. I was literally felt like I was going to faint, right? So, and, and but you had a way of teaching that kept me connected to the outcome that I yeah. wanted to I desired, that I didn't even know really what it was. I had to do the work and face it for the first 15 minutes and be uncomfortable, just like anything else that we do, right? When you start an exercise routine or start a new diet or quit drinking like me, the first part's a little rocky, and then yeah. you find yeah. your bearing and you find your flow and you find your groove, and then you get a sense of what's pulling you to the other side of this moment. Yeah. That is enlightenment, transformation, fucking freedom. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah. That's what you provide. So I just want to honor you because you do amazing work and in such a unique style that we just we're like, yeah, I
1: I can connect to this dude. Thank you. I mean, listen, anything worthwhile. Anything that has meaning, anything that's going to do something really powerful for you is going to require a little bit of discipline, a little bit of work, a little bit of you showing up. You know, I hate to say it, like we all want the bubble bath and the chocolates to just fix us, but it doesn't work that way. You got to do the difficult, hard, uncomfortable work. And you know, one of the things I always say is, listen, you're just laying on the floor breathing. You've done harder shit in your life than lay on the floor and breathe. Come on, let's go. I know your brain is telling you like, I don't like it. It's weird. It's uncomfortable, but push through the discomfort. You can lay on the floor and breathe put your big girl panties on let's go and so the yeah, former trainer true. in me i used to be a personal trainer comes out and i push people through the first half cuz that's what i got to do that's what i wanted and i may not be everybody's cup of tea and that's okay you can't be true to yourself and have everybody love you at the same time you got to decide oh, do i want to be true to myself or do i want to you know do i want to try to make everybody love me and i and i made that choice like i'm going to be the teacher i want to be and my right people are going to find me And so Mm -hmm. I push really hard. I push the energy hard and I push the people in my class and hard because I want them to have a big experience and I want them to push through the discomfort stage. And then I open up to the emotional stage, which is the second half of the breathing. And I want to crack people's hearts open. So I'm going to get in there with a jackhammer and I'm going to crack you open and we're going to get that stuff up and out of you. Mm -hmm. And we're going to let it go because you know what? I cannot tell you. I did a private session for a small group last night and it was, you know, kind of a well-known person and you might see it on Instagram. It's coming up soon. We'll see. But one of the guys in the room was like, that was the first time I've cried in 10 years. And I hear, I can't tell you how many people have told me that's the first time I've cried in four years, five years. It's like, well, listen. Crying is a necessary function of our body. We wouldn't cry if it wasn't important, if we we weren't supposed to do it. People act like we're not supposed to do this thing. Like we're supposed to do it. It's important. Crying strengthens our immune system and it completes the stress cycle in our body. And so when you do this thing with me, most people, and it's not a requirement in my class, you don't have to cry, but most people have this giant, big baby cry and it's Mm -hmm. an ugly cry and it's so good. It's so necessary. And it's so healing that the most common statement I hear after my classes or my sessions is, holy shit, that felt like 20 years of therapy without having to say a word. I just let go of decades of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so if you can let go of decades and stuff in one hour, why wouldn't you do that? So people come and they have these big experiences and then they bring their friends and their family and all this kind of stuff. And some of them are ready. Like we were talking about and some of them aren't, you know, I wasn't ready the first time I did it. I did it when I was in my twenties in like a method acting program and I hated it. And I didn't even remember it. Somebody pointed out to me when they saw that I was like this big breathwork teacher now. And they're like, you hated it when we did it. And I'm like, I don't even remember. I wasn't ready. And then I did remember I was like, Oh yeah, I hated it. I wasn't ready. So you're ready when you're ready to do the work. And unfortunately, usually that's when people are going through a difficult time. A lot of people won't show up and do the work for themselves until they they're going through something really hard, a divorce, a loss, grieving the loss of somebody close to them, a heartbreak, a breakup. You know, until they're like, oh, I'll do anything. Breathwork, fine. I'll go to the weird looking breathwork guy. He looks like he got fired from the blue man group. Fine. I'll go and I'll breathe with them and I'll do it. Ah, oh, I think it's stupid. You know, when I first went to a breathwork class, I thought it was stupid and it, and it was weird and woo woo. And I was like, oh, God, what is this hell that I've walked into? But when I laid down and I did the breathing, it was undeniable. And I've tried to make it a whole different experience with like really cool music and me guiding you through these beautiful moments of gratitude and love after the breath work. And so if you want something different in your life, you have to be willing to try something different. If you want something new in your life, you have to be willing to try something new. You have to make a decision. Like, I don't like this. I think it's probably stupid, but I'm going to go there just to rule it out. And I've done that with so many things. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What time is it? What time are we going? (laughs) (laughs)
0: What a lot of my listeners I know are experiencing and especially as we start a new year and we just so wish we could pretend that 2020 didn't happen 2021 just made everything worse and intensified with so many of the lockdowns and mandates and, and uh, divisiveness but a lot of my listeners are also living under the fear of like, okay, shit, I'm aware of the agenda for the global new order, um, right? Um, what do I do about all this? I've got big, big feelings. And, uh, and so that's another reason why I wanted to have you on early in the year is to just be an, uh, an outlet for them to get access to their personal power, to their strength again, uh, and then to their peace. And so I want to invite everyone listening, you guys, if you haven't checked out, a single class online every sunday um if you wouldn't mind jp talking about your sunday night class and then for i would say start there right give yourself that gift do it this month don't delay allow yeah, yourself yeah. to be present with everything that's going on in the world but understanding that right there as you're lying down and breathing you got yourself handled you're connected yeah. again right you're not alone you are not alone. A lot of your people are also under the same awareness. So it's a beautiful tribe too, of very awakened conscious souls. And so good place to start is I think one of your weekly classes. And then if people feel called, they will join you in Newport. But can you talk about how we start that process for your, your senior? Sure.
1: Classes? It's Sunday mornings, Pacific Standard Time, depends on what time zone you're in. But so California time, it's 9 a.m., which would be 12 p.m. on the East Coast. And then I also have people who come from all over the world who do it. But some of them, you can if you can't make the 9 a.m. class, there's a replay that's available after that for 72 hours. So there's a replay available till Wednesday afternoon. So a lot of people in different time zones will sign up and do the replay for the class. And there's different themes for the classes from breathwork for letting go, breathwork for relationships, breathwork to delete stress and anxiety but it doesn't really matter what the theme is because you're going to get what you need to get. We're going to focus on the theme and that might really help you. It might be serendipitous and work out perfectly, but you should show up no matter what the theme is because you're going to get exactly what it is you need to get. And I love what you were just saying there about feeling powerless. I felt like that in the last year and a half where it's like, oh, what am I supposed to do? I can't do anything about this and I can't do live classes here and I can't do this. And it's like, you know what? I am not Powerless. I am mm-hmm. powerful beyond measure. And so I just, you know, it's like, y- you got to take your power back. You got to take it back. You're not delicate. You're not a delicate flower. You're, you are strong. You're powerful and you will figure out a way. And if you can just got to ask yourself the right questions in your brain, this supercomputer that we have, will find a way to figure it out. Right. Okay. So, oh, where am I going to do my teacher training? Oh, Newport's open. You can, they don't give a shit down in Newport. Great. Let's do it in Newport. You know, so that's why I pick Newport, you know? And so that's why I'm doing it there. And, and, and we'll see what else is coming up for, you know, maybe I'm going to go do some classes in Florida or Texas or whatever. I don't know.
0: Yeah. The other open States. Well, California is not, but Orange County, it's like it's Florida or Texas, uh, which I'm so (laughs) grateful for. It's just an hour away, which is why I've been spending more and more time there recently. But um, this is a beautiful way for so many of the people that listen to the show, just to first of all, get to know you. Try breath work in a completely unique and different way that I think can be as profoundly transformational for anyone who sticks with the first few minutes of the hard part. And then what a gift to get to learn from you and to be in your room, virtual or otherwise, as you're ushering out, you're literally helping to pull out, to extract, right? The shit that's just been there for decades and decades. And then it's like freedom. Um, So this is a really, really beautiful, potent way to start your new year, y'all. So I hope that you do it. Where's the best place for them to find out about your schedule?
1: Yeah. So the website is breathe with JP, B-R-E-A-T-H-E with W-I-T-H-J-P. And if you mess up and you put in breath with JP, which some people do, that'll still take you there because I've learned that I had to do that, too. And on the website, if, if it's your first time there and you've never done my class, you can actually just put in your email and you can get $10 off the first class. Right. Awesome. So the first, cl- yeah. So the first class is like 19 bucks and that's nothing to have this huge transformational experience. And I would do this free, but I'll tell you why I don't do it free because people wouldn't do it or they would quit. If you don't pay, you don't pay attention. And with breath work, you got to have some skin in the game. You got to have a little skin in the game where you're going to be like, you know what? I didn't pay anything. I got nothing invested in this. Let me just shut this laptop down right here and go get a snack. And so you pay, you do it. And then afterwards, you're like, oh, my God, I'm so glad that I did that. I'm so glad that I pushed through and came out the other side. And now I know exactly what I need to do with this area of my life. Or now I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. What's next for me? Or I feel like I let go of a lifetime of stuff in one session. I forgave my father. I forgave my mother. I mean, I can't tell you how many stories I've heard like that. that was and thinking. just. Yeah. It's it's there is so much transformation because we need the forgiveness. It's like it keeps us stuck. You know, forgiveness is for you. It's not for them. It releases you from the past. It keeps you stuck. And I tell people all the time, it's like, well, I'm struggling with this relationship. Well, let's look at your relationship with your father. Let's look at your relationship with your mother. Cause that's what's gonna, that's why you're struggling with this relationship now. Oh, well, no, that's fine. That relationship's fine. I don't want to look at that. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Well, okay. We don't have to talk about it. We don't have to look at it. You just need to lay down and breathe, and that'll give you the answer. That's the beauty for some people who, you know, have a hard time talking and sharing and doing all this other stuff that's out there. It's like, you don't have to talk about it. You just lay down and breathe, and it'll do all the healing work that you need.
0: Mm, So well said. And what a perfect place to pause until we meet again, my friend. So, you guys, head on over to breathworkwithjp.com, add your email. Breathe with JP. That's, oh, that's what I meant. Sorry, breathe with JP or breath, but just kidding. Uh, Get your $10 off your first session. I don't even know how many people, JP, have listened to this show when we did our first episode and then you were a guest in uh, one or two of my masterminds. I mean, I want to say dozens and dozens. So this is a really special opportunity, a really beautiful way to kick off the new year. Any final words, anything you wish I would have asked or that you'd like to touch on before we wrap?
1: You know, I just want to say, If there's someone out there struggling, I've been there. I understand what it's like. And, you know, I used to say that feelings aren't facts and that feelings won't kill you. And I know that that's not true anymore because you can get this feeling which can lead to a thought in your head that can circle around and around. And it can tell you that, you know, nobody loves you. You're not important. It doesn't matter. And I want you to know that that's not true. That that's a lie and that you do matter you do make a difference you are loved even if you're not feeling that right now so i hope that i get to meet you someday and you come to a class and we get to do this beautiful thing together and um you get to understand what i'm talking about where i'm coming from and thank you for listening
0: Mm. and so it is thank you for listening to fire and soul If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. And if you'd like to connect on social, you can find me anywhere at Michelle Sorrow. Or if you'd like to reach out to me directly, you can at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.